Hello, scientists. This is Mark Sola from Blaster Podcast. Today's episode of Muff Movies was sound designed by the great and noble Keith Hand. Thank you, Keith. Current news. I share deep and vulnerable truths with Remington Cleave, a future guest on Blaster Podcast. On his own podcast, I made you a mixtape. That episode comes out Tuesday, August 18th, and you can find it online at dessert-first.net. Check it out. Now, Blaster Podcast is part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. If you like it, and I hope you do because you're listening to it, you might enjoy An Hour With Your Ex, in which comedians Mel Evans and Mark Coulomb force each other to watch their favorite movies and TV. The title started as a joke, but led to a marriage. It's still just a podcast. Also, fans of the Alka Hollywood podcast will be happy to learn that their special 200th episode is coming out soon. It's an audio drama version of Indiana Jones and the Monkey King, a script which was never produced. I play Kazure, a bloodthirsty pirate, and also a Nazi. Sorry, Grandpa. You'll also hear cameos from my friends at Blurry Photos, Our Fair City, Six Feet Under, 20 Questions Tuesday, and the Nerd Outcast Podcast. And Indiana Jones himself is played by Nick Freed, former Blaster Podcast guest and current pervert. Listen for a special audio trailer at the end of this episode. And finally, this episode is sponsored by the Busy Beaver Button Company. They asked us to use this song as their ad. Enjoy. One, two, three, four. Look around you. The universe holds more secrets than you could ever imagine. Do you feel it? What? <laughs> Shut up. Uh <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Blastra Podcast presents Muffed Movies! I'm Andy North. I'm Mark Sola. And welcome on this podcast, we recreate a feature-length Hollywood movie for you. Only our memories, our acting skills, and some tiny notes. Tiny notes. Just to remind us what scene we're on in case we goof ourselves into a dead end. Don't goof yourself unconscious, Andy. <laughs> Good one, Mark. <laughs> Today, <laughs> here's the thing. I just caught myself thinking, this is the most professional opening we've ever done, and then it ruined it. If it's like when you think about, like, if you if you're having sex and you think about it, it gets harder. Not your penis, but the act of lovemaking. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's I was gonna say like an Olympic sport or something. That's that's how difficult. I approach lovemaking. <laughs> I started training when I was six. I went to Russia and was taught by a special trainer there until I was 13. And then I started doing it competitively. Oh, no, but that's going to mess your body up. What's going to happen when you're not competitive anymore? Oh, man, I've got arthritis all up in that region. Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah, no cartilage left whatsoever. But the glory, Andy, the glory. That's true. Go for the gold. You did gold medal in lovemaking. So this week... We're going to be just, I said week again. You say week. You must like the <laughs> idea. Tell me, Andy, do you, does it intrigue you, the idea of a monthly, <clears throat> weekly month movies? It did until we started talking about this. Yeah, I would come here every week. I would, I would muff with you. A weekly muffing. I would do a weekly muffing with you. You know, it is tempting, Andy, but mm -hmm. a lot goes into the muffing process. Right. It's not just show up, goof into mics <clears throat> for three and a half hours, and then finished product i have to pass it through a 
series of muffing screens and filters, polish and muff it up to a, a fine sheen. Mm-hmm. Much like your sexual partners, I feel like I show up for the fun part and then I skip out and miss all of the hard work that goes into making it great. Well, I feel humbled that you assume there's a fun part with my sexual partners. <laughs> Speaking of the fun part, uh... What Let's are our get rules? To the fun part. What are our rules for the muffing process, Mark? Rule number one: We will not drink. Wait, what are the rules? Rule number you one: Do it in forty-five minutes. <laughs> rule number one: We promise to muff this movie in forty-five minutes. And yeah. I guess there is only that one rule. That's a hard, fast guarantee. Yeah, that's the only rule. Mm-hmm. We and we ha- can probably stop making that goof at a certain point. What goof? <laughs> it's not a goof. <laughs> it's just and now it's become ritualized. Like, we cannot begin unless we do a certain series of hand motions and clicks with our mouths. That's true. This week, the never-ending story. The planet Earth, the time, 1980s. A young boy named Bastion has trouble with his family. His mother, recently deceased, has abandoned the family because of death. His father, a mountain of a man, is all about practicality when Bastion is still in a state of mourning like the young Prince Hamlet of Denmark. A different story. We follow them now into the breakfast kitchen. What will happen there? Forsooth, Bastion. Get down here. It's time for breakfast. Oh, hey, father. Go wipe that pale or cast of thought from your brow. We see Bastion, a young man with a bowl cut, move his waifish young body down the family stairs into the kitchen. His father, wearing full pumpkin hose and a baldric. Wearing full what? Pumpkin hose. What's pumpkin hose? Uh, Like, you know those puffy shorts that Shakespeare guys wore? Yes, okay. I'm picturing it, thanks. Pumpkin britches. Uh, his father stands, golden mustache twirling in his begloved hand, a rapier at his side. What are you doing up there? You whiling away the quickly hours with the thought? In faith, father, I did, I did not know that the cock had crowed the hour Donate of- Donate my speech patterns. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, I slept in. Um, I, I'm just so sad about mom. What, you sad about your mom abandoning us? Through the death, uh, the passage For the of, twilight valley of death? Indeed. Well, we're just gonna have to make do without her. Yeah, I guess so. We don't need her. Uh, Bastion's dad, Senor Bastion, cracks an egg open into his fucking orange juice and sticks it in a blender and blends it up, then drinks it like a horrible savage. All right, I got to go to the office and then play some touch football afterwards. I'll be home about 9 p.m. You going to school today? Yeah. I mean, that's one thing you really emphasized is that school is the most important thing and I need to pay attention that I'm failing in math class and that I didn't sign up for swimming club. It's the only important thing. Oh? The only things that matter are your body and work. Those are the only two things. So I want you to study up on math. I want you to study up on push-ups. And I want you to study up on goals. And that's it. Do you understand? I want a lot of sons. Ah. Bastion's dad downs the entire gallon of orange juice and eats five dozen eggs. Whoa. Bastion closes his eyes and imagines a world in which the opposite parent had 
jumped in front of the assassin's bullet. Hey, what's what? going on over there? Nothing. I wasn't using my imagination. I'm keeping my head out of the clouds, sir. Oh, you better not have a rich internal life. <laughs> oh, so help me. <laughs> cut, cut. The street. Bastion is moving his tiny body like a Muppet down the street. He, he rounds a corner. Poomph. He pumps straight into the stout body of three child bullies. Hey, look at this old, this old Sebastian the Crab over here. Yeah, if it isn't a nautical-themed uh, bossy over here, I was going to say, hey, look, yeah, good one, boss. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> I bet this little, uh, little runt can't outrun us in our childlike fists. Yeah, why don't you sidle sideways like a crab, Sebastian the Crab from Dizzy's Little Mermaid? <laughs> I'm not a crab, you guys. I'm a little boy. And you're little boys, too. We shouldn't be fighting each other. We should be learning about literature and fantasy. Yeah, the only fantasy that I want to learn about... Wait, it's me, your dad. (laughs) (laughs) Got him. What, are you bullying my son? Yeah, uh, we were bullying your son. And you were going to start without me? Get him, boys. (laughs) Uh, Whipped forward by the Renaissance dad, the three bullies give chase to young Bastion, who takes off like a fox in a hound hunt. (laughs) Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. (laughs) I want weakness. A boy who's more fit of body than us. <laughs> yeah, but is he fit of mind, my liege? <laughs> Forsooth. <laughs> uh, one of the bullies pulls out a map of the street system, and they decide to cut Bastion off at the pass. Suddenly, Bastion, rounding a corner, is completely, you know, cornered uh-huh. by bad guys. Like the conquering, uh, what's his name? Who rode the elephants over the... Hang on, let, give me your backpack. <laughs> Dad rifles through Bastion's backpack. He pulls out a, a book on history and finds the name uh, Alexander. Or Hannibal. And Alexander wept, for there were no more worlds to conquer. And forsooth, verily did some bullies chuck him in a bin. The bullies, taking their cue from the ancients, pick up Bastion and throw him bodily into a trash can. How do you like that literature, son? Huh? That's not literature, Dad. That's just violence. The dad turns on the trash compactor. <laughs> oh, no. Beep, boop, boop. <laughs> What's this? <laughs> the trash compactor stops all of a sudden. Uh, no one knows why. <laughs> all right. Well, my son is safely dead. Come on, boys. <laughs> the bullies following their, uh, their favorite man in the whole world, their liege, walk off into the distance. Bastion pulls a banana peel off of his head and slimes his way out of the trash receptacle. Oh, boy. What a Monday. Right? <laughs> Who's that? Oh, it's just me, a homeless man. Oh, hey, homeless man. Hey, gonna... homeless child. Hold on. Just let me figure out a way to love you. Bastion concentrates for a moment, and the homeless man is transformed into a tragic prince whose kingdom has been stolen from him by his treacherous brothers. Oh, swoons, a king of shreds and patches. <laughs> All right. Well, have a great day. I hope you reclaim your kingdom. I'm an alcoholic person. Bye. <laughs> Bastion, safely in a cloud of imagination, takes off down the street again. Pew! Bastion walks out of the alley. The bullies who were dedicating their lives to more intellectual pursuits, suddenly look up from their textbooks and see their quarry free of his trash-like confines. The old bloodlust kicks in. (laughs) 
<laughs> Scampering on all fours, the Elizabethan bullies slave her after Bastion chasing him down the city streets. Bastion chucks his shoes at them. Two of them are temporarily distracted and not, not the moving objects. But the third will not be uh, so easily swayed. <laughs> Bastion uh, turns into the nearest doorway. What's this? A doorway. Uh, quickly, boy, get inside. He uh, jumps in the doorway. An old man closes it behind him. And the building seems to disappear. Hi, I'm Bastion. Who are you? I'm Mr. Coriander, of course. That's the name of a spice. Why were those uh, boys chasing you? You a real piece of shit? <laughs> well, uh, you know, um, they don't like me because I'm a real bookworm. And they are not literate. I don't know, kid. I own a bookstore, and I feel like I'm less of a bookworm than you. I've at least got biceps. Look at these. Whoa! <laughs> Mr. Coriander flexes his guns. Oh, the bulging vein sticks out of them, throbbing in the harsh light of dawn. I bet you're not even able to lift an Encyclopedia Britannica, I much less eat an entire phone book. What? <laughs> Mr. Coriander takes a bite from a nearby phone book. Eating it like a horse eats an apple. See that? Mm. Who's a bookworm now? I don't... I don't quite understand what you're getting at. Yeah. What is this a competition of? I don't know why I rescued you in the first place. I should have let those bullies tear you limb from limb. Well, thank you, sir, for rescuing me. I appreciate it. No problem. Mr. Coriander <clears throat> turns his dusty back upon the boy, plops down in his winged chair, and opens uh, an ancient and tempting-looking tome. I suppose I just appreciate the company. No one comes in here anymore. <laughs> no one seems to enjoy retreating into their own imagination every now and again, huh? Yeah, I suppose you could say nowadays kids are more interested in the beeps and boops of video games. And also, premarital affairs. <laughs> well, I wouldn't know anything about that. <laughs> Mr. Coriander gazes off into the distance for a while. He has a memory of Darla. Oh, Darla. <laughs> anyway... Why don't you grab a Nancy Drew book, kid, and make yourself comfortable? Mr. Coriander looks around and sees that Bastion is nowhere to be seen. In Mr. Coriander's empty palms is a note that says, I took your book, old man. I'll return it. Ha 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 ha. Signed Bastion with Bastion's full address. Well, I'll be damned. You will be damned. Ah! <laughs> the devil comes for Mr. Coriander after all these years. Smash wipe. Bastion. And now it's school. With a giant tome sticking out of his backpack, he wanders late into the hallway. The principal stops him. Ho, 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 what have we here? A boy? Unattended? Uh, yeah, sir, it's me, it's Bastion. I'm just going to math class. Well, let me check my list of students. Bastion. The principal unrolls a <laughs> scroll with the names of all the students on it. Bastion. How do you spell it? Just like it sounds, sir. B A S T I O N. Like the medieval crenellations on the side of a, a fortified fortress or castle. Don't you speak that language with me. I'm a principal. Oh, okay. Hi, boy. Seems to be you're late for math class. Yeah, sir. I was a lot less late before you stopped me. <laughs> I'm sorry. Who are you? Oh. oh, you. <laughs> Smash wipe. Math class. Two hours later. And as you can see, the square root of the derivative is x to the second. 
Oh, the door opens up and Bastion sweatily enters with his humongous tome stuffed into his back pocket. Hello, Mr. Crenelation. I'm sorry I'm late. I got bullied by a number of people on the way here. Well, uh, that number should have been the number of the hours on the clock, and you would have understood that math is more essential than playing with your three little friends. Uh, First of all, how did you know it was three? Mm. And second of all, it was three boys and my own father and a bookstore owner and the principal. Through the virtues of math, one can see many things. <laughs> the rest of the class nods solemnly. Look into my calculator. Does it look like it says boobless? Uh, yes, how did you do that? Math! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bastion looks over the enthralled faces of the math students, who are all slowly mutating to resemble their teacher, <laughs> Mr. Crenellation. <laughs> All right now, students, it's time for our favorite activity, the two-hour pop quiz. The pop quiz, the pop quiz. The pop quiz. The pop quiz. The pop quiz. Bastion looks around at the crenellated faces around him. <laughs> Actually, I've got I've to gotta go to the bathroom quick, Mr. Crenellation. Mm, I'll allow it this once, one times once. Crenellator. What? <laughs> Bastion slinks out of the doorway, slams it behind him, and runs as fast as humanly possible to the highest altitude he knows, because math, as we know, being such a deep subject, tends to settle to the bottom of a school. Math, as you know, being the deepest subject, settles to the bottom. Oh, thank God. Bastion opens up a soundstage, which is made to look like an old, dusty, magical attic. It's all wood and, like... Stained glass windows, there's a skull in the background, there's like dusty bookshelves and like all these guttering candles. Only someone who wanted to find the Sorcerer's Stone, but not use it, would be able to... Wait a minute. Sorry, occupied? Uh, yeah, five minutes. I'll use the bathroom. All right. Bastion wanders into the bathroom, sits down on the old squatting hole, and opens up his book. Page one. The Never-Ending Story, written How interesting. by Glock McSplockenspiel. <laughs> <laughs> Write that down, everybody. We see the world of the book suddenly come to magical life on the cinema stage. Woo! We are in a forest in the magical world of Fantasia. Inside this forest are four weirdos. What is this? Fucking Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? No, it isn't. But there's Deep Roy, a much younger version of his self, wearing a foppish tuxedo and top hat and vest and pocket watch. Did you say Deep Roy was a much younger version of himself? <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? Then the, you know, then the modern Deep Roy that we see as an Oompa Loompa, problematically. Oh, right. In the Johnny Depp, uh, where's Waldo? I still don't understand, but we can move past it. Deep Roy. And I'm pretty sure that they do uh, voiceover dubbing over Deep Roy's voice. Oh, really? Yeah. It's weird. We also see Whoa. a weird bat thing. A man bat. A man Dr. bat. Dr. Kurt Langstrom hangs from a branch, feeling sorry that he killed everyone in his lab when he transformed. And I forget who the third one is. There's like a weird Vikings ride from Epcot Center looking troll of the Norsemen, who's like a combination golem, weirdo, pointy face, magical troll guy. Oh, boy. And he's got, like, red around his eyes, so he looks all infected. And we're supposed to like this piece of shit. 
Yeah, this, much like many uh, George Lucas Creature Factory movies, I find it hard to empathize with any of the characters because I'm a, a little scared of them. But you know who, who we can all like? Who? Snaily, the lightning snail. There's a giant man-sized snail in its snail mucus just like hanging out at the, around a campfire with the rest of his weirdos. That's who you think that we can all like? Yeah. I thought you were going to say we could all like the rock biter. The He's what? Cool. Butter? The rock biter. Where is that? But he's right behind you. Ah! <laughs> Tumbling through the foliage like a T-Rex, a giant man made only of gray rock uh, wheels his fucking stupid Flintstones bicycle, also made of rock, into their camp. The earth shakes and quakes and the weirdos scuttle around in Fear terror. Honey, I'm home. Oh my goodness, what is this, a rock bite, huh? Oh yeah, it's me, a rock biter. Hello, fellas. Go a rock biter. This is quite unusual for these parts. Shouldn't you be back in the rock kingdom? Yeah, I probably should, but nobody's hanging out in the rock kingdom anymore, because guess what, mother... <laughs> what? Oh, jeez, I didn't even see you there. I've been here this whole time. Are you the snail thing? Yeah. Hey, Lightning Stale, you're cool. What are you? I'm a rock biter, of course. That's what these other guys just said. Don't interrupt me. <laughs> Oh, boy. <laughs> anyway, we really don't have time. You guys, we gotta get out of here. Why do we have to get out of here? I was just stealing apples from the local farmer. Yeah, click, click, head tilt. Well, there's not going to be any apples left to steal when the nothing comes. I say the nothing. What are you speaking of, you rocky fellow? The nothing has swept up all the rock miners on the last one left. So let me get this straight. Your friends were all destroyed by nothing. Yeah, no, well, they were destroyed by the nothing. Are you afraid of the nothing? Who are you? This guy's a real piece of shit. <laughs> I don't know why I even stopped. I could, I'm on my way to visit the childlike empress. Maybe she can do something to help. To help you get away from nothing. Sounds like you need a therapist, old boy. Yeah, you know what? Why don't you stick around here? You what? can just stick around eating apples for a while. I'm going to keep moving. Anybody else wants to come join me, you can come with. That's the man bat. Yeah, I figured it was the man bat. All right, let's fucking take off on our awesome motorcycles. All the fear and loathing characters jump on the back of the fast snail. And Here's fucking course, man. <laughs> this is bad country. They all head off towards this is bad country. <laughs> the ivory tower where the childlike empress lives. All of the creatures of Fantasia have gathered to hear what the childlike empress has to say about the encroaching nothing. Inside the ivory tower, which Andy... I think Ivory Tower is a mean-spirited thing to call academia, right? Right. Anyway, that's where they want to go, the Ivory Tower. They go to the Ivory Tower, and inside the assembly chamber are all the freaks and weirdos that they can f fucking find. Oh, I never thought about that. Yeah, the Empress does live in the Ivory Tower. It's in your Ivory fucking tower. And that's the last thing left. Yeah, that's weird. This movie does have a weird moral about how it's like somehow the most heroic thing you can do is sit around and think about stuff and imagine stuff. And those are the people that are the real heroes, not like the... Not the firemen. Not the people that are out doing stuff and dying. <laughs> yeah. Like everybody else in the story except for the childlike empress. Roadside checkpoints disabling IUDs. I mean... Hmm? IEDs. <laughs> Mark checkpoints disabling IUDs. Excuse me, ma'am. Get out of the car, please. I don't think I want. Are you an actual policeman? Oh, we got, we got one. We got one. We got one. 
ma'am uh the moral of the story is ladies if you're on the road at night and you see mark soloff in an adjacent car don't stop don't stop believing <laughs> hold on to the feeling speaking of believing <clears throat> a true believer in the ways of the empress the empress is a vizier and courtesan comes out with his old white beard and his white robes attention our freaks from around the kingdom speak up attention freaks from around the kingdom take off your top chancellor uh, you don't want to see this no we don't <laughs> i am i am chancellor mccancellor down in front what down in front. Shut up, other chancellor. Take off your top, chancellor. God fucking damn it, every time. <laughs> Security, can we get this guy out of here? Yeah, I'll get him. Ah, oh, he's got an IUD! <laughs> Security tackles the other chancellor and pulls the IUD out of his Utarian flapes. Go! <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Anyway, hey, everybody. Uh, great to be back in town. Look, there's just a few things I want to mention. <laughs> number one. <laughs> number one. What's the deal with bad people? <laughs> this guy knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> number two. The nothing. Am I right? My grandpa died from the nothing. So your grandpa's still alive? No. This is a similar problem to the one Odysseus had in the Odyssey. Uh, finally, we're catching wise, says Homer. <laughs> from his magical book back in ancient gr Greece? Oh, dear. Ancient Greece. Yeah. Let's make it Greece. Sure. He's, He's from the Homerian times. I'm from the Homerian times. <laughs> we zoom in on Homer's scroll back into the never-ending scrolling. So, as I was saying... Then nothing is very bad. Where's the childlike empress? We want to talk to her. Well, you're not gonna, because she's real sick. What? Because of the nothing, apparently. But right. the nothing's miles away. That's weird. Does she have allergies? I think maybe she and the nothing have a psychic link going on. I have hay fever. Quiet you, no coward. <laughs> anyway, you remember how in Harry I Potter... I got goyle fever. <laughs> be, be quiet, um... Arliss? <laughs> What's the second name? <laughs> Quiet, Knox. You remember how Voldemort and Harry Potter were linked? Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, me. <laughs> the, the Chancellor looks in a mirror and sees his burnt side of his face. He flips a, a two-sided coin. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the nothing is really fucking her up. We need a warrior. It seems silly that, like, we should worry about a single person dying because it's linked to, like, an Armageddon thing. You know what I mean? It seems like if we're all going to die, why should we be worried about her dying as well? That's a really good point. I mean, if the nothing takes off. Holy shit, what are you? <laughs> I'm a rock biter. Oh, boy. Don't let him near me, says a rock. <laughs> I don't bite rocks like you, you dirty quartz hey is that are we racist? just gonna let him say that <laughs> no one has a problem with that <laughs> it's it's true he is kind of a dirty quartz holy shit what's that i'm kind of a troll thing oh god uh, well, yeah, fuck off <laughs> a fight breaks out security <laughs> breaks it up anyway if i could finish my set real quick i'm just trying to say that a warrior has been called upon he's the greatest warrior in the world he's gonna stop the nothing he's the last hope so without any further ado Let's call to the stage. 
Atreyu! Everybody starts preemptively clapping for the great hero, expecting like a Conan the Barbarian type muscle man to leap to the stage. Yeah, Atreyu! At a certain point, everyone stops clapping and looks around in confusion. The, a little boy seems to have bum, rub, bum rubbed the stage. <laughs> oh, sorry, he's everybody. Got, he's got worms. <laughs> Now he's just bum rubbing. Did you introduce me already? Excuse me, young man. I'm waiting for a warrior named Atreyu. Yeah, that's me, Atreyu, the warrior prince. What? You're a little boy. Yeah, I may be a little boy, but I got a dick the size of this gat. You're lucky I'm not a cockbiter. What? What? Cock what? Cock. <laughs> cockbiter. No, I understood that. What are you saying? Are you saying you'd eat my dick? I'm a little kid. <laughs> what the hell's the matter with you? You said your cock is huge. Yeah, but I was just like, it's okay for me to say it. I'm not, I didn't say your How cock How old is are huge. you? Are you like a grown-up? I'm as old as the mountain. That's fucked up of you to say that about eating a kid's dick. I'm, look, I'm not going to suck your dick. I'm just going to eat it. Whoa, 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 whoa. Security! <laughs> <laughs> Security jumps on the rock biter. They wrestle him to the ground. And Legalize it! <laughs> they pull out his IUD and kick him out of the club. Anyway... Yeah, so I got all these weapons, I got a couple of knives in here, I got this big magic sword that I found. Basically, I got all the weapons we need to save Fantasia, so oh, where am I supposed to go? Amazing! Place your weapons in this recycling bin. Wait, what? The recycling bin? No, yep. no, 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 you don't get it, pups. What don't I get? Uh, put them in the recycling bin, they're gonna get tossed in the trash. Yeah, you're not allowed to bring weapons on this journey to save the world. The fuck kind of quest is this? I just almost got raped by a rock biter in the throne room of the Empress's palace. Now let's clarify, he wasn't trying to rape you, he was trying to eat boy, your oh cock boy. off. Boy, oh boy. I mean, if a shark bit your cock off, you wouldn't say you got raped by a shark. I don't know. Uh, I feel that that is slander. Sharks are not rapists, we're just animals. Oh, sorry, shark man. Uh, no, thank you. <laughs> Yeah, anyway. We'll never be royals. <laughs> Can a bite off your pee, pee Can everyone shut the f We are not going to be able to have open town meetings anymore. I excuse me. I thought this is closed town meeting. <laughs> it's not. What are you, a Venus flytrap woman? Yeah, I'm some sort of a Venus of DiMaggio. <laughs> Security! Oh, no. <laughs> Security. <laughs> All right, listen. I'm getting out of here. Do you guys have any, like, magic? Can I get some elf bread or some lembus shit or something? I tell you what. In exchange for your entire arsenal, I'll give you an Arun. What's an Arun? I don't know. What's Arun with you? <laughs> Thank you. The Vino. crowd goes wild for that great Arun joke. It is a sigil of the childlike empress, and it will lead you where you need to go. <laughs> Do you understand how it works? <laughs> I don't fucking know. I'm, uh, you just looked at the you looked at the screen. <laughs> what is it? The old man looks confused at it's the a script. Hey, the Auron is a protective necklace. Yeah, all right, I'll take that. If it'll protect me from harm, I can just fight with my fists. Yeah, good luck. Anyway, <laughs> thanks for coming, everybody. See you next Tuesday. Smell you later. Good night. Atreyu grabs the glowing necklace and mounts his horse. Name Artax. Artax, that's right. And rides off to save Fantasia. And it's a real Legend of Zelda moment. We see Atreyu rocking out, moving all over the land. Rising up back on the street. 
Taking our time, took my chances. Through the mountains he rides. The wind blowing through his jet black hair and across his uh, undefined muscles on his child's breast. His leather leggings flutter in the wind as he races through the plains. Here we see him across New Zealand from a helicopter shot passing five hobbits, including Shemp. The Suddenly, a lightning storm happens. <laughs> Smash cut. And it's ominous as fuck. Oh. Deep on the edges of Fantasia, we see the nothing for the first time. Hush. Does, doesn't look like you would expect it to look. It's me, the nothing. I want you to picture in your head what you think the nothing would look like. Now, add 20 pounds. Yeah, the nothing's really let itself go. Hey. <laughs> hey, master. Hey, Wolfie, what are you, a gamuck, a gamort? I'm not a gamort, gamort's my name. Your name's Gamork? Yeah, your well, name's Hey, where's Gamindy? What? Get it? What? Ah, fuck, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like you get out of a lot of arguments that way. Hey, wolf guy. Yeah, what's up? Why don't you go and stop the guy who's trying to stop me? Who's that now? Atreyu. All right, I'll go hunt down this Atreyu. Wait a minute, aren't you in all devouring darkness? Yeah, but I'm like a weather system as well, so it takes me a while to circulate. Oh, I guess I could probably get to this guy faster than you, huh? Yeah. All right. Away! Oh, Gamork's like a giant black wolf. Yeah. He's Do you guys remember Gamork? No. Smash wipe a babbling brook. Atreyu and Artax split some elf bread. Oh, lamness bread. It's the best bread that you've ever tasted. Oh, I love you, horse. I'm going to pet your fur, and, and we're going to have a real meaningful, significant moment establishing our friendship. Yes. Meanwhile, in the human world, Bastion eats a uh, Sammy. A Sammy. He's chowing down like a chow hound. He's eating that Sammy. He's he's licking that sweet, sweet Sammy. Mmm. Getting all up in that bread. Suddenly there's a knock at the bathroom door. Eh? Uh, who is it? Hey, we're just wrapping up out here. You all good in there? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Occupado. You've been in there for a while. Are you sure you're all right? Yeah, I'm getting lost in a world of fantasy. Oh, boy. All right, well, clean up when you're done. All right. Uh, Meanwhile, back in Fantasia. The swamps of sadness. Oh, no. Atreyu has found himself in the gray oatmeal-like consistency of the disgusting swamps of sadness. He's pulling his horse oh, no. by the horse reins through this, like, ooky-booky fucking quicksand swamp. The swamp belches up puffs of despair. <sighs> Atreyu looks around and sees a bunch of weeds like Ursula turns people into in The Little Mermaid. There's a lot of Little Mermaid references in uh, the Never in this story. movie that predates The Little Mermaid. Yep. Not the actual Hans Christian Andersen Little Mermaid. Um, I think it's, uh, I think, uh, audience, it should be clarified, not the actual Hans Christian Andersen. Some would argue the superior version of The Little Mermaid where she turns into a wisp of sea foam at the end. Atreyu! Atreyu! Hey, who's in that? It's me, the Scrubgrass. Uh, what do you want, Scrubgrass? I want my life back. Oh, boy, this is a real bummer, don't you think, I... Artax? Oh, yeah, boy. It's I don't a like real this. bummer. Glad I just have the brain of a horse. <laughs> hey, hey. 
Yeah. Listen, I'm really glad that you learned how to talk in the last 18 hours. <laughs> that was a babbling brook I drank from. It gave me the magical gab of gifts. I know I was there. You don't have to keep telling me what happened. Rising up. Out on the street. Hey, listen, maybe we just walk in silence for a while through this swamp of sadness, huh? Oh, sometimes I think you don't like me. What? I Sure, I do like you. No, but what about last Christmas when I went all out and bought you that present and all you got me was a card? A, a card, right? I got a card that had a picture of some apples on it. You like apples, huh? I, I love apples, but I don't like a card of them. Well, what? I mean... You know, I feel like maybe a whole relationship is predicated on me being a beast of burden. Boy. And you just using me. You are really in a mood today, aren't you? Oh. Atreyu turns around to uh, snap at Artax and realizes Artax has sunk up to his knees into the swamp. Hey, hey, Artax, come on, man. Pull yourself together. Get oh, out of there. what's the point? Blue, I blue. feel my best years are behind blue, me, really. Blue. No, wait, man. You still got a lot to offer. Like, you got, you're taking that pottery class at night. You're, you're writing your poetry. That's really cool. Yeah, but that doesn't bring in any cashola into blue, the old blue, household. Blue, blue. Sometimes I feel like high school is really where I peaked. No, don't think like that. Hey, why don't we take like an improv class or something? I feel like maybe you've just fallen into a little bit of a rut. Uh, I don't know. They'll all be younger than... Artax's sweet white snout is disappearing under the jet black swamp muck. No, Artax, come on! Uh, Atreyu is pulling real hard on Artax's reins, and Artax is just giving in. Artax, no! Oh, fuck it. Artax! Artax pulls out a shotgun and puts it in his own mouth. <laughs> Whoa! Pow! <laughs> oh, I wish I would have thought of that before I became a stupid piece of swamp grass. Who said that? It's me, the swamp grass. <laughs> I'm still here. I observed the whole thing. I'm a silent witness. Atreyu stumps on the piece of swamp weed. Ah, oh, the sweet relief of that. <laughs> Saddest of all smash wipes. Atreyu, crying his little boy eyes out, leaves his dead horse's carcass behind to be subsumed by the planet Fantasia. He wanders up Shell Mountain, which is a big old mountain in the shape of a tortoise shell. Man, no one at Fantasia can name anything. We're being attacked by the nothing. I'm climbing up Shell Mountain just because it looks like a stupid shell. Did someone call it stupid? Yeah, I called it stupid. What are you, more swamp grass? The shell mountain rumbles and rises 20 meters in the air. Atreyu stumbles and falls off. Jeez, who the heck are you? My name is Morla. What do you want, Morla? We see a turtle's head poke out of the mountain. <gasps> Gasp! What a reversal of expectations. The mountain was a living, breathing tortoise. How long? Everybody thought you were a mountain. Everybody? Yeah. All the cool guys. Really? Yeah. A bunch of people have died trying to get to your peak and everything. Oh, that's just a mean rumor that was started by my sister, Shelly. Oh, God. Yeah, she was always more popular with the boys. I don't like this at all. But you know what? What? She's dead now. I say take care of your body, Outlive. The cute ones, that's the best revenge. Yeah, okay, I suppose so. Yeah. Listen, I'm pretty busy trying to be a hero here, okay? Everyone My friend just died. Be a hero. Can you either move out of the way or that's come back down so I can climb over you? Climb over old Morla. No one wants to spend time with me. Hold my hand. Ask me to dance. Well, what do you want? If I if I dance with you and we have a little talk, will that 
convince you to let me by? I just, I don't want to be treated like a wallflower. You're not treated like a wallflower. I'm treating you like a mountain. Yeah, I know. I want to be treated like a lady. All right, well, come here. Let me put my hand on your hip there. What is that, your hip? Oh, fresh. (laughs) (laughs) I try you pats the side of the mountain. You know, I thought it would feel different. Thought it would be more exciting. Man, you're a real bummer, huh? You're, it's almost like the nothing's already gotten to you. The nothing's got nothing on me. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Achoo! More oh. sneezes. A real brachiosaurian, brachiosaurian sneeze blowing Atreyu's mind and body clean across the swamp. We see Steven Spielberg frantically scribbling down notes for several of his later movies. This is gonna be golden! <laughs> Atreyu runs back to Morla. So basically, I don't give a shit about anything. Yeah, okay, great. I get it. Uh, you can just go back and sleep in the swamp of sadness. I'm pretty busy trying to be a hero, and I don't have any respect for people that just sit around and feel sorry for themselves all day. I'm not gonna give up. Yeah, where's it gonna go next, idiot? I'm gonna go to try and find something to save Fantasia. I'm following this magic amulet I got around my neck. I know the answer, but I choose not to help. Why? I don't like you. I don't like little boys. I like man. <laughs> I have not. You're going to be waiting a long time because I have not seen a normal adult human male in Fantasia this whole time. You know, the Chancellor looked pretty good before he got half his head blown to sky hell. <laughs> okay, great. Not interested, Morla. So you're either going to have to step aside or I'll push you aside. You can't push to the mountain. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I can use the force. I got this amulet. Oh, yeah. Give it a try. <laughs> Atreyu focuses his energies on the amulet. Morla lifts out of the swamp, <laughs> dripping with ichor and algae. Uh, Atreyu moves her to the side and dumps her back into the swamp. Hoof. Well played, young master Atreyu. You saw my riddle, so I will tell you. You must go. You've got to find the Southern Oracle. Where's the Southern Oracle? Ten thousand miles away. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Atreyu oh. trudges off past uh, the swamp. Speaking of people that just sit around inside their uh, dreams all day, Bastion. Back in school. Back in school. He yawns, stretches his young, unwashed body, and looks down from the bathroom in which he was hiding. He walks down the stairs to the main hallway of his school and sees that all the students have gone home for the day. Bing Crosby, the janitor, is the only one left, and he switches off the lights for the night. Well, good night, Moon, and good night, Lockers. Good night, old Flomop, old buddy. And good night, any students that might be hiding up here in the school. Good. Oh. Bastion thinks better of it and runs to this awesome soundstage attic. Bing Crosby scans the hallways, seeing if anyone's fallen for his trap. But as far as he can tell, no one has. Maybe next time. Bing would go home hungry that night. (laughs) He licks his uh, serpentine lips. And tucks his fangs back into his poison sacks. Tucks his wangs back behind his regular sacks. Go ahead. Thunderstorm wipe. Pow, pow, pow. Bastion holes up further into the abandoned attic, determined to not ever reintegrate with the actual real world. I dislike everyone. (laughs) Uh, The thunderstorm sort of spooks Bastion, but he is resolute. He's going to put a woolen blanket over his head like he's a mage, and he's going to continue reading his stolen book. 
Alright, page 57. Atreyu continues through the swamps of sadness. Atreyu is slogging out through the dog and out. Atreyu is really working hard to move through. <laughs> to no, move no, no, no. Say what you said. Atreyu is slogging out through the hog and out. <laughs> it doesn't make sense, Andy. No, it doesn't. I'm going to have to edit that out. Wake up! Oh, grab a grocery, put a little makeup. <laughs> we can have a mid-crawl here pretty soon. And you can have a PB and J. Have penis and J? In an attic. Don't know why I said that. Did you say penis and J? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're live with Penis and Jay in the morning. Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the I-75 is filled with enough traffic, and you're going to notice there's a babe brigade coming down. Uh, we got mattress and lanes on the I-75. Uh, coming up is a hot water balloon contest <laughs> after the daily dollar double. We have got a wet t-shirt weekend. If you got tits, we got shits. Bring them into the studio. <laughs> Penis here is going to give you a head of tattoo all over your asshole. Gamork turns off the morning radio program he's listening to and continues pursuing Atreyu through the swamp of sadness. Huff, puff, huff, puff, huff. Oh, there he is. Oh, what's that sound? It's me. Listen, I don't know who you are, but I have got... The power of this protective amulet called the Orin, and it makes me more powerful than you could ever imagine. So if you don't want to get chucked into the maelstrom of the nothing or sunk in the swamp of sadness, I'm going to suggest you get out of the way, mister. I call your bluff. You call my buff? I, I call your bluff. I'll drop trout right now, I mister. don't want No. Try and see if I don't. No, even though I've eaten people alive, eaten all sorts of children out of their cribs, there's one thing I don't stand for, and it's nudity. That's a relief to hear. Honestly, I am less... Ah! <laughs> Using the old nudity diversion, Gamork lunges at Bastion. Is this the end of Bastion? Oh, no, you don't. What? This love has taken its toll on me. She, she said, said goodbye too many times before. A white flash fills the screen. Here, kid, grab my tail. Okay. I've, uh, hasn't oh, been... that's not my tail. <laughs> they fly off together into the night sky. Log dragon! <laughs> Gmork shakes his paw at the receding figures. <laughs> that guy almost had you, looks like. Yeah, I could have taken him. I've got a magic hall pass from the childlike empress. Yeah, that's kind of a placebo magic item. You realize that, right? What? Anyway, why don't you hop on my back? We'll go and find this southern oracle together. All right. I tray you scampers onto the luck dragon's scaly back. I'm Falcor, by the way. What's your name? My name's Atreyu. Hi, Atreyu. Hi, Falcor. Listen, do you like jazz music? Do I? It's all I listen to. Lucky break. I love jazz music. Jazz fade. <laughs> After a long and jazzy journey of travel, Bastion wakes up enmeshed in the luck dragon's sweet and tender paws. Bastion looks around at the luck dragon, and he sees a tiny fucking hut. Untapantai. Oh, luck dragon no kumpuntai intapo. Get out of here, you worm. 
Ooh, uh, I'll be back about <laughs> He moves past the uh, the pupa like Java the Hutt <clears throat> and walks over to uh, a workshop wherein are working a gnomish man and wife <laughs> bickering as couples do. Well, you don't even see me as a woman anymore. I feel like I went all night last night. I was out trying to get dew off of all the leaves. And you just come home and you're already asleep. I'm not a machine. I'm a man of science. And if being attractive is truly something that you care about, maybe you should invest in a, a pair of tweezers. Well, maybe I'll go... A pair of tweezers? What? Am I supposed to get a power tool instead of a husband? I'll go ask the Southern Oracle what it would take to get you to take your eyes off your beakers for a second and pay attention to these beakers over here. Oh, boy. Well, my beakers are capable of uh, holding fluid without drooping. Um, I can't say the same for yours, my dear. Oh, too much. Too much. You always do this. You take it too far. You take it too far, you <clears> fucking <throat> whore. Hey, um... <laughs> hey, guys. <Yeah. laughs> I don't mean to interrupt, um, but, uh, is this the Southern Oracle? No, we're just gnomes. I'm a scientist. I'm his wife. My name is Inkywook. My name's so you should take us seriously, obviously. Mm. <laughs> I, we've never had to tell our names to anyone else, and now I'm realizing they're a little silly. Kind of stupid. Yep. Our parents were hippies. You understand. Well, yes, they were two different sets of hippies. We're not, we're husband and wife. We're not brother and sister. Right, although by gnomish law, we could be brother and sister and still get married. Yeah, for as often as... Uh, I mean, we may as well be brother and sister for as often as I, you know what I mean? It's purely platonic at this point. Look, I'm not a stag. I'm not a just humping machine. Uh, you're not a stag. You're not even a, you're not even an old steam engine or anything. You're like half a worm. Don't you embarrass me in front of the boy. Um, anyway, we're trying to, me and my luck dragon here, trying to get to the Southern Oracle. Oh, the Southern Oracle. How exciting. If you come with me to my observatory, we can look through a weird crystal telescope and see people get fried trying to get to the Southern Oracle. Oh, boy. This is the most excited I've seen him about anything in weeks. Thanks a fucking lot, kid. Look at this. I'm hard as a rock. Yeah, I can see. Great. I'm, I'm going to go take care of this. <laughs> One of the gnomes disappears behind a leaf for four to five seconds. Bastion's eyebrow cocks confusedly. Yeah, you're cocking that eyebrow. That's the only cocking that's going on around here. What? What? <laughs> what? How old are you, kid? What What the fuck? <laughs> Bastion throws the book across the room. <laughs> he takes a bite of his sandwich with great relish, puts his stupid woolen blanket back over his head, and wizards his way back into the magical world. We see a glimpse inside Bastion's bag during the crossfade, and we see that it is stuffed to the brim with hundreds of sandwiches. Smash wipe! Back yep. to Fantasia. The gnomes and Atreyu are looking through a spyglass at two nude sphinxes. Oh... We really see their big old titties with some pointy nips. This yeah. is unfitting for a child's entertainment, Andy. The sphinxes are like, probably like 10 stories tall, so them titties is like the Cites. size of a three-bedroom apartment. Yeah, they're more like the kinkses. If you were in Chicago, those titties would cost you 1500 bucks a month to rent out. I'd live in them. I, I would too. That's a reasonable amount of rent. Anyway, Bastion, <laughs> I mean, uh, Atreyu is just dumbfounded. By the first lady breasts he's ever seen, even though he's always walking around with his stupid leather vest undone so you can see his child nips. 
Yeah, but I mean, that's not really... That's not a full lady breast. No. He just has to imagine what it would look like if he changed the curvature of his own chest. And he has. Yeah. He's done, like, drawings and renderings. He's gone to the 3D printer to, like, make calculations and adjustments. What did you say, kid? What? You've been muttering stuff under your breath for, like, 20 seconds. Under my breath. Anyway, <laughs> look. Did you make sketches of your own boobs? No. Get out of here. Uh, Atreyu picks up the tiny gnome and sets him aside and looks through the... It looks like a... Uh, like a Nerf arrow Tommy gun, except instead of Nerf arrows, it's got three stupid crystals sticking out, and that's supposed to be the telescope. It looks very nefarious. Whoa! Hey! Uh, speaking of nefarious, the great medieval knight rides through the sand towards the double sphinxes at the gate. Ha <laughs> ha! Ah, sphinxes, I see. Well, this gate will not be a problem for me, the knight. Uh, hello, Sir Knight. It is us, the Sphinxes of the Southern Oracle. Good Ian, ladies. Please allow me to pass so that I may speak with the Southern Oracle. Absolutely. You just have to answer our three riddles to get through. Yeah, okay. Now, bear in mind. What? We have... No. Somewhere in the distance, a necromancer holds a mysterious box and eyes the knight greedily. <laughs> stay away, old man. I'll stay away. Don't you dare interfere in this dimension. You have no power here. <laughs> now, Sir Knight, here is your question. Tonight's category is Magic the Gathering Trivia. Oh. <laughs> question one. A force of nature has what power and toughness? Uh, this is a green card. Costs seven mana to cast seven colorless mana. Going to say eight eight. Eight eight is correct. The knight fist pumps his hand in the air. Question two. Okay, okay, I got this, got this. What is the casting cost for a Lord of the Pit? Lord of the Pit. This is a black creature. <clears throat> Will again cost you quite a amount of mana, but also each turn you must pay what? In order to have a Lord of the Pit. Oh, goodness. Okay, here we go. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say to cast is full of any type of mana, two swamps, and then you can sacrifice a swamp every turn. Oh, I am afraid you would sacrifice a creature or the Lord of the Pit deals seven damage to you. Oh, no! I am afraid. Wait, are we talking about like 7th edition or are we talking about nope, the Nope, this is the original dark? starter set. Yeah, okay, that's fair. The Sphinx opens her eyes and disintegrates the medieval knight. Ah! Except for his dick. Whoa! That, what's that dick doing lying in the sand? Poof. Oh, yes. <laughs> we meet again. <laughs> a mysterious force washes over the dick, and with the clapping sound of a box closing, it is gone. Bear in mind. <laughs> Gets one step closer to his ultimate conquest. Uh, okay, this seems pretty easy. All I need to do is know a lot about Magic the Gathering. And no, I you fool! Ah, uh, shut up. <laughs> Atreyu shoves the little gnome and walks boldly towards the two sphinxes at the gate. Oh, uh, okay, Atreyu, I'll just wait here, I guess. Who are you? I'm the luck dragon, Falcor, your friend. Oh, yeah, it's weird. I feel like you could help me with this, but some things you gotta do on your own. I don't know anything about Magic the Gathering. Neither do I. I'm not a dork. I was too busy kissing girl luck dragons. Yeah, where'd that get you? If the questions were about sports, I might be able to help, but... Okay, you know what? Shut up, dragon. All right. 
Well, a human boy. Yep, that's me. I'm a warrior. Hello there, Atreyu. Hello, So y- you want to go back? Uh, you want to get past and see the Oracle? Sure do. Okay. Your category. Here for I go. Atreyu starts walking on through. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Ba, 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 ba. No, hang on, come back. <laughs> Atreyu's halfway through the gates. Oh, hold up, I got to zap you with my eyelids as if you don't get through. Oh, the eyes start to open. Huh. Atreyu stops. Yeah, you better. All right, so your category is... Uh, Broadway musical. Oh, fuck. All right. <laughs> Which musical contains the song Forget About the Boy? Oh, that's Thoroughly Modern Millie. Hit musical. Great. Nice work. <laughs> Very fast on the draw with that yeah, one. I thought you were talking Broadway musicals. I thought it was going to be hard. All right. Oh, okay. All right, you piece of shit. I'll try you just as nuts. <laughs> Question two. Uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> Are you just making these up? What? No. I'm eternal. Now you, a turtle? But every time hey, you... Cowabunga. When you keep asking your questions, it throws me on, you know? All right. Uh, what is the uh, the name uh-huh. of the... Um, <clears throat> hold on. TikTok. It, it's, it's all, uh, Look, the, I got shit to do. The world is going to end, you idiot. What is the the names of all the characters in the family in the musical uh, Ragtime? Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. The family? Yeah. Uh, suck my dick! What? <laughs> Treyu does a double roll through the sand, and just as the lasers are striking out, soup, 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 the soup. gate closes behind him. It was an easy answer because it's they're they don't have names; they're just named after who they are in the family. La la la! Piece of shit. <laughs> and it's weird because in the actual movie, the Sphinx tries to blast him again too, which implies that he wasn't meant to get through the gate either. Maybe the moral is that. All of us can outwardly be confident, but maybe secretly inside, we're all insecure about ourselves and our abilities. Even Atreyu, the wizard? Atreyu's not a wizard, he's a warrior. Oh, fuck. Hey, Atreyu. What is it? It's me, the Southern Oracle. Southern Oracles, who are two blue sphinxes. Kind of weird. It's almost like they just painted the last set piece. No, we're different. How are you different? Um, we're smaller. Yeah, I don't really see that much of a difference. We don't know anything about Magic the Gathering because we're not huge nerds. All right. We were too busy um, kissing girl sphinxes. Yeah. Hey, I've kissed a girl sphinx once. You know what what I'm talking about? No. You know what I mean? I don't think you have. Anyway. Skate, 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 skate. You can ask one question. All right. How do I stop the nothing? Mm, Great question. Why don't you look in this mirror? Here's the answer. (sighs) Fine. He looked, turns around and looks in the mirror. And sees... Tina Turner. <laughs> Psych! <laughs> you motherfucker! <laughs> Atreyu punches the Sphinx in its lion kneecap. Oh! Ow! Anyway, the actual answer is that you gotta find uh, Bastion, the kid that's reading this book. What do you mean, this book? This book that we're in. Oh, I, this is real life! Oh, is it? Yeah! <laughs> the two sphinxes start pawing at each other and giggling. <laughs> they stop suddenly, seriously looking into each other's eyes. They kiss. <laughs> hey, excuse me. Just beat it. Excuse me. Beat it. <laughs> We've been waiting to do this Go for find Bastion. Years. Bastion hurls the book across the room again. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't have eaten that book. <laughs> I just wanted to be like Mr. Coriander. I'm Mr. Coriander. What? Uh, How can I be reading a book about a kid reading a book that's got my same name? Bastion looks directly at the camera. 
What a mystery league. Mine frock. <laughs> <laughs> Says a fish near the corner of the frame. <laughs> ah! uh, I gotta pee. Says the fish. <laughs> and it goes. The peeweed is always greener in somebody else's. Did we just both say peeweed? Yes. Oh, I hate it. camera dollies into Indiana's face. He becomes very serious, somber. His eyes are empty. Memories of failure fill his head. Two years. Nearly two years of my life looking for the remains of that monkey. Piece of his legendary golden hooped rod or some sign of the lost city. Nine men perished on the journey. Rest of us nearly died from starvation or one of the many horrible diseases we discovered. We still came back empty-handed. Indiana, can you afford to pass up the single most important adventure of your life? This summer, the man with the hat is back in what is apparently the single most important adventure of his life. This is incredible. Alka Hollywood is proud to present Indiana Jones and the Monkey King, a rejected screenplay written by Chris Columbus in 1985, brought to life for the first time with full voice acting, sound effects, and original music. Were you successful? Gutterbug gives a timid nod. Um. With trembling fingers, he reaches over and turns up the volume of the radio transmission. The voices of Indiana, Betsy, Claire, and Scraggy echo through a tinny speaker. Yeah, I've been paying attention. Mephisto manages a pleased grunt. <laughs> Keep a record of everything that is said. Gutterbug nudges the officer before him. The officer hurriedly begins to scrawl a manuscript of the radio transmission. Mephisto nods. Ever since our battle for the Lost Ark, the Fuhrer has been very interested in the adventures of Indiana Jones. Very interested. Featuring Indy's endlessly devoted guide, Scraggy. Indy, at last we are reunited. Oh, Kichingo, God of friendship, I thank you for granting my wish. Dr. Claire Clark, the zoologist slash anthropologist slash archaeologist slash psychologist who can talk to animals. Please try to control that monstrous libido of yours. Kizure, the old pirate. <laughs> I am an old pirate, Dr. Jones. And Betsy Tuffet, the tough Brooklyn babe who's jonesing for affection. Well, I love you, Indy. <sighs> she wants to ma- the Indiana Jones. And so do you. This summer, it's happening. Deal with it. So tell your internet. I want to see Jones! Indiana Jones and the Monkey King. Coming soon to iTunes, Stitcher, and AlkaHollywood.com. Why do I do this to myself? <laughs>